You're listening to The Pete and Sebastian Show on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Hi, this is Christy Cello, and I am so fucking excited because I have a new podcast coming out on Riotcast. It's called Talking Funny with Christy, and I talk to my favorite comics about all things comedy. So you should listen at riotcast.com or on iTunes and follow us on social media at TFWC Podcast. Or you can just die in a fire. Bye. Testing, one, two, three, testing, one, two, three, testing, That's one, great. two, three, testing. So that way when you breathe, we can't hear every breath. You knock God. me off of my feet. <laughs> This is the Pete and Sebastian Show with Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. Pete Biscuit, it's Jimmy from Boston. Pete. You definitely got your last invite up to St. Watts Cabin, kid. And not because you exchanged nut sweat and DNA with some dude, but because instead of taking two seconds to fold your clean socks and underwear and then just tucking them away in a top drawer like a gentleman, you ball them up in a goddamn pile and leave them at the foot of your bed like a fucking vagrant. There is no doubt your pristine pal JJ heard that shit and conveniently lost your number. And I wouldn't be expecting him to answer any more of your calls either there, Biscuit. You and your emotional support pillow. Trust me, as far as Watt's concerned, you two Cinderella's, you're out. Later. Pete and Sebastian Show. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco, and on the other line is Pete Corielli. What is happening? Give it to me. Can we get right into the New York? Uh, I, there was a lot going on. Apparently, I feel left out, man. I feel <laughs> oh, totally man. left out. You recorded an album at Gotham. I saw it online. There's many pictures of... Of Lou, I think Jimmy from Boston was there. There's not a clear shot of him. You were there. You went out with the fan. What the hell happened? Yeah, it was fun, man. I, to everybody who came out, thank you for coming. The support, it was just great. We had this little intimate room. The crowds were, dude, the, the listeners are classy, cool, just the top shelf bunch, man. I'm telling you, and you know that it was fun. They were we were all hanging at the bar, and uh, the second show, everyone was a little more loosey goosey. And, and right away, I came up, and everyone was really nice with the applause. And I looked over, and I was like, "Whoa, this is what we're talking about!" And then, boom, they saw Louie, and I'm like, "And guess who's next to him? Jimmy from Boston." And uh, Jimmy was lo- Jimmy was loving it. Lou was a little uncomfortable with it. Well, Louie, you got a Louis problem here. I know, I was. I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's outside smoking his butt gone. <laughs> it's, it's too much, bro. I appreciate it, but it's too much. Maybe we should take it to a dive bar. Uh, I know. <laughs> Meanwhile, they were carrying Jimmy around in a fucking chair like a Jewish wedding. <laughs> 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 Mazel tov. 
fuck a while. Hey, who the fuck's the Cinderella holding the back left corner of the chair? I'm tilting over here, kid. Muscle up! Who knew the Jews were having so much fun? Javi Nagila, motherfucker! <laughs> no, they were great. They were awesome, man. It was the, it was so nice to meet everybody. And um, there's so many people that are particularly nice, but uh, there's just one in particular, a guy named Sam. Remember hanging out with Sam, Lou? <laughs> yes. And his lovely girlfriend, Fran. Francesca, I believe, is the full name. So cool. And she had a brother, Greg, and he had his lovely girlfriend with him. But Sammy presented me with a gift bag. Which, you know, he's going to see you in Pittsburgh, and uh, they paid to see you do the meet and greet, so get ready for a gift bag. Is, and I is, don't know. Is my, is my gift bag the same gift bag you got? No, no, it's going to be personalized. No, oh. is it my gift bag? What'd you get? Oh, bro, I got, uh, I think it's called the sleeping sack when you're on the road and you don't want to sleep in the nasty, and the, and the sheets are gross, so you get in this thing. Sleep sack, sleep sack. That's what sleep it's sack. All right. Yeah. So you'll sleep in a sleep sack, but you'll wear another man's underwear. Uh, that was an accident. But what I'm saying is I'm almost <laughs> looking forward to my next dive motel just to try out the sleep sack. You're not going to use it at a Ritz Carlton, but you wow. climb in it. Then he had sanitation uh, wipes, uh, you know, and the sanitation cleanser because I use it for the remote. Uh, and then he had gum because I mentioned gum. He had Visine. Uh, I don't know why. Maybe he thinks I swim a lot. I don't know what that was about. But he had Visine. And then, uh, bro, the coup de gras. And I don't know if you're going to get this because your ticket to see you is uh, a little bit more than it was to see me. Ten bucks. <laughs> we were filming an album. Uh, I got a, in a card a thank you to you and I and to Lou and to Jimmy. Uh, and a hunch. And it's just not necessary ever, folks. Never ever necessary, but so wow. very appreciative. But I just, I, I, you know, you want to thank the person, and I do, Sammy. But you also don't want to make people feel like they have to give you money because it's not about that. But it was just very generous, and uh, and I didn't open the gift bag till he got home. I had it on the train with me. Then on Sunday, I. Yeah, did everything I had to do that day in the apartment. I'm like, I'm gonna open my gift bag now. Boom! So, bring extra wow. room. Bring extra room in your suitcase for the way home from Pittsburgh, bro. Wow! I had no idea. <laughs> That's a nice little gift bag. And Sam, listen, I'm not saying you're thinking about this at all, but please, two hundred, please. <laughs> bro, don't be afraid to ask it. The guy owns a, a, a cement company. He owns, He's like Carnegie. He's about as rich as Carnegie was in Pittsburgh. He's got the whole place on lockdown. <laughs> oh, God. No. no but to I'm everybody teasing. who came that's out, great. thank you, man. And nice. not necessary. Very nice. Yeah. That's so that's nice. it. It was a great time. Album went great. Thanks for asking. We had a ball at the bar. Jimmy and Lou were a hit. And uh, that was that. What's going on on your end? We're, we're devouring a lot of movies. I saw Hidden Figures. Uh, did you see that movie about the astronauts, the, the black ladies as the astronauts? No, is that so that's not animated then? No, no, this just was with, uh, I think her name is Tahaji Henson, or Jensen. She's in that, uh, what's that uh, show, uh, Empire. And she Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that. I thought she was fabulous. I got to admit, I cried twice during the movie, bawling. During this movie, really? What's yeah, it called? Yeah, uh, it's called Hidden Figures. It's about three 
um, black women at NASA. I think it's in the 19, yeah, early 60s. And uh, basically were the hidden figures behind getting uh, John Glenn to the uh, the moon, particularly this one character that Tahaji plays. And I think I'm saying her name right. And uh, I got I to gotta tell you, I'm normally, as you all know, the emotional one in the relationship. I look over at Lana, balling too. Wow. She was balling more than me. You ever? And I know you're not a big crier, but sometimes what I do when I'm crying, I look around to see if I'm crying more than the other people in the room. You ever look at like, it's almost like a tear, a measuring of tears. And I'm looking, I go, I feel one dripping down my cheek. I'm looking at Lana. She's got two speeding down her, uh, her cheek, and I go, I think she's crying more than I am, which is unheard of. I think it has something to do with her being pregnant, but... Yeah, uh, and you man. also being uh, dad-to-be soon. But once you saw her crying, does that make you feel more comfortable crying? No, I, I, I'll cry. I'll cry right in front of Lou if I have to. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, I got, so no, two I got cries, no problem man. Two cries out of Hidden Figures. And, uh, and I know we air on Friday, but uh, did you catch the uh, Oscars at all? Uh, no, I didn't. But I know all about it. You know What's all about up? it. I had the I had the Mazzillis over. Uh, they were in town, so we had like a little uh, little pizza party, and uh, we watched the Oscars. And uh, it was kind of on on in the background. But as you well know, everybody uh, by now it's old news. But uh, reading the wrong uh, thing, I mean. <sighs> Wouldn't you see that and go, I think I got the wrong card? Or do these actors just program to read whatever the hell's in front of them? Well, I'm sure this has been said, but the guy's 79 years old. I don't know. I'd like to think my wife would go, guy, what do you, you don't even need to go out there. What do you need them to tell you great one more time? Just fucking, <laughs> let's go get something to eat. You're 79. You don't even talk to Faye. You don't even like Faye. You know, so what's it, what's it for? What's it even for? I don't know. It was just a mishap, and uh, I don't know what those things. Would you? Would you? Uh, if they asked you to host the Oscars, would you do it? Hell yeah! What do you? Uh, Hell yeah! And we would sing and dance. I don't know. I'd like to see a Pete Corielli uh, do one of these—a Grammy, an Emmy, uh, an Oscar. Get up there. Can we get Mazzilli's yeah, well, on this? Tell Judy get the get, get on the phone. I mean, come on, oh, you're oh, on a show. Mazzilli, uh, when you were doing comedians and cars with Seinfeld, and after you did it, I was like, dude, it's so sick that he did that awesome stuff. He's like, oh, I want, you know, Mazzilli goes, oh, you want to do it? I go, oh, he goes, oh, you you want to do comedians and cars? I go, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'd like to do comedians. And cars. All right, I'll call Jerry. Yeah, no, we'll do it. We'll set it up. We're gonna set it up. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, Maz. Listen, on your way to setting that up, if you can cure cancer while you go around the bend, I'd appreciate that too. Yeah, okay, I'll get you right on that. There you go. All right. <laughs> so yeah, Mazzilli, get me the Grammys, get me the Oscars. Oh, that would be fun. Oh, what we'd have fun. fun. Do you think we could do a, a duo on that? Me and you do it together. Mm-hmm. Oh, bro, we'd crush it. We'd crush it. Because they get doesn't Polar and the other one. Oh, Tina Fey. Like, Tina Fey. Yeah. Like, so why don't we, we come do the male version of that? Oh man! Welcome to the 89th annual Oscar ceremony. Yes, welcome. Denzel Washington is here. He's up for best actor. 
can I just say, just give him the Dame Award already. I hear you, gay. No offense to the other nominees, but if you're going up against Denzel, well, you're at home putting on your tongue. So you got to be thinking, why bother? The guy's a chameleon. He, he could play Hitler, and I'd buy it. They should just rename the Oscar after him. They just, just straight up, just call it the Denzels. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, man. If I knew we were going to be up here this long, I would have brought my beer. Oh, what do you say? Hey, can somebody bring Peter Blue Moon out here? Uh, by the way, nice to see you in a toxic green shave. You, you always look like uh, you just finished hiking the Appalachian Trail. <laughs> well, it's a big night, you know. you got to look the part. You're looking dapper as well, guy. I'm not going to lie to you. At my house yesterday, I had a pre-Oscar spray tan party. Oh, Lord, did you invite Mel Gibson, guy? Because I know he's got a nice tangerine glow down there in the front row. You look great, Mel. You look great, guy, all right? <laughs> he, does, he does look fantastic. Always good to see you, Mel. But you ever notice, Mel's always seen in the front row at award ceremonies. Yeah, what do you think? That's on purpose? Oh, yeah. You don't give Mel front row. Mel don't come out. <laughs> Meryl Streep is here. Meryl Streep. My, my mother's backstage asking me to introduce her to her. I'm like, Ma. Uh, what do you think? You're going to be Meryl's new best friend? My mother thinks she's going to be graving a bagel tomorrow morning with Meryl before they leave for the airport. <laughs> I mean, is this even exciting to streak anymore? She's been nominated 20 times. I mean, that's 10 times more than I ever <laughs> with my wife. <laughs> uh, oh, Lou, can we get an edit on that? Yeah, Lou, get a beep on that quickly before that reaches Saudi Arabian television. I, I mean, they're so strict over there, they're liable to have a heart attack in their living room to hear that comment. Uh, oh, you ain't kidding. I heard they don't even drink in Saudi Arabia. No hot liquor at all? Uh, nothing, not even wine. I mean, can you imagine living a life with no wine? Oh, I'd be drinking the liquid from a bottle of maraschino cherries like Tom Hanks in that episode of Family Ties. Oh, what's up, episode? Is Hanks here? I haven't seen him. I don't know. I didn't see him come in. If he is, we got to get a photo with him. Ah, uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I got to say, I'm blown away by the talent in this room. I'm blown away by the talent on this stage. I mean, just this talk in the past few minutes has been more entertaining than... Sitting through La La Land. Oh, we are unbelievable. This night is unbelievable. I say it's time to start handing out some trophies. Hey, cue the music, Lou. It's time to make some dreams come true. I got to switch gears here and... and yeah, yeah. I, I skipped the childbirth uh, the meeting. Did you go to this? The where they teach you what to do? I, I I ditched it. Me and Lana pulled out. We said forget it. We don't want to go. Do oh really? No, we didn't have to do that. We went went the old C section. Well, if you're doing C section, yeah. you don't have to go to the birthing class. Uh no, like, I'm. No, the, I didn't. I didn't go to birthing class because there's really no birthing. You know, I was there for the surgery, but there was no birthing. Okay, this is this is a question, and this might sound dumb, but God forbid Lana goes into labor tonight, right? Mm-hmm. Where do I go to at the hospital? Emergency. Where, emergency. 
Well, you probably, See, that, yeah. That, that's what I thought. They told me yeah. you go to the, the, the birthing wing. I don't even know where that is. The, the birthing wing? Well, whatever. The, the, the emergency room is different where yeah. they have the babies, right? They have the, whatever, the maternity center. See, what you, so, so like, like Lana goes into labor. They expect you to walk into the lobby all calm and go, Hey, can you direct me to the birthing hall? What? <laughs> right? I, I'm thinking I get out of my car. I leave the car running. Yeah. I run in. I, I go, guys, you know, like a birthing center. Oh, no, no, no. You're, you're the north end. You got to go around the north. So I don't know, man. These are things that maybe I should have went to the class to find out, but I, we skipped it. I mean, we skipped it like we ditched. We, we, we paid for it, and we we got up and we go. Do you want to go to this thing? She goes, "Fuck it, go to bed." So we, we went back to bed, and uh, we missed the whole damn uh, class. Well, now you don't. Know I'm how wondering to if do this it. is something. Now I don't. Well, people tell me it's a it's a waste of time because when you get in there anyway, everything goes out the window. Yeah. So, did you pack a bag prior to her going to the hospital? You hear about you know you got to pack like an overnight bag or, or or did you just go in there and wing it um well no like i said we had a scheduled surgery but if it would have happened ahead of time no we didn't have like a, a an emergency bag the hospital is 10 minutes from the house so like uh you know she wasn't yeah. getting married and having a baby on the moon you know yeah so yeah. no i, I but then people so, like, so tell like, me like like you too though right like i mean yeah besides, it's right here I know your kind of hospital room. It's gonna have what? a wet bar. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna have everything you need right in there. <laughs> it's gonna cater. Yeah, like, we gotta find a caterer to do the, the, the this uh, the hospital room. Yeah. No, listen. So, but what I, do they teach you in the birthing? Like how to, I don't know. How, like, I'm asking breathe? you if you went breathe no. and you know uh, how to how to I guess like be supportive as as your wife's going through labor. You know, yeah, like I mean, you should probably go to that. I don't know. People are saying it's worth. It's not even worth it. We got the, this thing called a doula who helps us through this anyway. The, the amount of the amount of hired help we got going through this thing. It's it's. Yeah. Uh, I don't even think I'm needed for fatherhood until the kid turns nine. <laughs> you even hired a guy to smoke a cigar for you. <laughs> who who? What is a doula? What is that? An app or something? No, it's a person. She Are you just saying we got this thing a doula? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? You made it sound like it's uh, you know, one of those uh, what do they call the echo? <laughs> yeah, no, it's a uh, it's this woman who literally kind of kind of guides the childbirth. You know, communicates with the doctor. I said, don't I do this? What what do I do? And they're basically like, just step aside and let us handle it. So That's I'm nice. gonna sit there. I'm gonna sit there and tell Lana, you know, jokes in her ear. By the time uh, this is all done with, I mean, I just don't. You got the doula. We got the night nurse. Uh, the night nurse sits uh, with oh, the baby. Oh, is that what you call them? A doula? That's not her name. A, no, it's a doula. It's a oh, Greek. What, the Greeks used oh. to do it. Oh, so it's called an adoula <laughs> in Greek, doula, and it's like yeah. a a birthing nurse. So, yeah. 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 So what do you got to go to the class for? You got your own teacher. We got the woman, but I was just wondering, do we need to go to the class? Because is the class going to tell us something that the duo is not going to tell? I go, listen, it's just like, 
there's a lot of people in the room. Yeah. You are covered, bro. You're ready to go. Ready to go. Ready to go. Can't wait. Baby was kicking up a storm last night. And uh, every time this baby kicks, Lana's like, you know, feel, feel, feel. So, I mean, 530 in the morning, I'm, I'm, you know, it, it just didn't matter to me. I needed sleep, but the baby's kicking. Father came right to the belly, and I was there for the baby throughout the kicking. I feel like I'm going to be a good dad. <laughs> You're going to be a great dad, man. <laughs> You're going to be a so, great dad. Yeah, man, we can't wait. It's yeah, it's, no. it's it's coming, man. Two months. We're what? We're in. We're into March, May first. Baby's, baby's coming. Baby bash is two weeks away, and uh, you know already we're having, we're having problems with the with the with the people coming in from out of town. I, we got in an argument. Did I tell you this last time. No. Uh, yeah, we. Uh, Got in a little bit of an argument because I didn't know this baby bash was going to turn into a destination wedding. I mean, we're having the party Saturday, right? Yeah. So we got people coming from out of town. So Lana's like, well, Thursday we could do like, I don't know, maybe bowling. And then Friday we'll do like maybe Mexican. And then Saturday's the bash. And then Sunday we'll go out for my brother's. But I go, oh, oh, four nights. Four nights. Four nights. <sighs> North Korean women pregnant are off their feet more than Lana. <laughs> that was a good one. That's a callback. Seriously, though, what is she doing motoring around? She needs to relax. One little That's baby bash I night said. is enough. She can't entertain Saturday all these people. Saturday night. They, uh, no, if the family's coming in and it's like we got to plan a... Uh, what do you want? The shuttle buses? Uh, we got to... <laughs> How many things are we going to do? I said, and, you know, she's like, you make everything difficult. I go, listen, babe, I'm not, I'm trying to be a team player here. I just didn't know going into like a baby shower was going to be a four-day extravaganza. And I get her family's coming from out of town. They typically don't come. And, you know, there's a lot of people involved. But I'm like, man, I mean, I'm sitting there going... I, I gotta, we we got to plan out like an itinerary. Thursday to get off the plane, and they're going to get a folder. Yeah. Uh, come on. By Friday morning, the baby's going to be kicking in bed going, shut it down. Tell mom to <laughs> shut it down. Right? Let's just get one of those black dramatic movies again and all cry for a couple hours. That's it. Put hidden figure on and let's just cry. <laughs> I got it written down. Family. I can't wait to see it, man. They got a double yes. cry. And by the way, have we had any... Anybody uh, discussing possibly crashing at the home during this? You know what? No. No right. one's crashing all at right. the home as of yet. But, Good. you know, who knows? That could all change as as, uh, as we get closer to the date. No, I don't want to put out the vibe that I'm not excited to see everybody. And I'm not just talking about her family. It's, there's like 75 people coming to this thing. But I just didn't know it was bookended by, like, you know, dinners and bowling. And uh, I did find out, though, that there's yeah. these things in L.A. And I don't know if you've ever heard of this. I don't know if they're doing this out in Fredonia, but maybe in New York City. They're called escape rooms where people yes. go. Have you heard of this? I have heard of them. We talked about them on the writer's room here. Yeah. Oh, okay. So... You go in, for the listeners that never heard of this, you go to like a warehouse, say in downtown LA, you walk in through this door and the whole warehouse looks like a castle. And you got like an hour to figure out how to get out of the 
the room with clues that they put within this room. And, you know, five to eight people could play. And apparently it's becoming a big, big thing out here in Los Angeles where, you know, people are doing all these different ones. Dane Cook, I ran into him at a juice bar. He told me about this, that uh, he's into these, these escape. Give me the information. Let me... I mean, if you came to town to visit someone and uh, they said we're going to an escape room, would you be into that? Oh, yeah. I'd love to try doing that, man. It sounds like a lot of fun. You have like one hour, right? You got one yeah. hour to get out of yeah. the room and you're with a team of people. And there's like clues. Five to eight people. And yeah. clues and throughout the room. Don't you think that's something yeah. like uh, the family would like to do? Yeah, it'd be hilarious. It'd be a lot of fun. Okay, so maybe I'll set that up for Thursday. Well, I mean, you the can't do it now. Escape. I mean, it's supposed to be very stressful. What? It's supposed to be stressful. You got a pregnant woman, man. Oh, you can't do that with a pregnant lady? They, I think they go like, hurry up! There's only five minutes left! Lana, oh, hand yeah. me the key! Hand me the key! Yeah, but Lana don't get stressed out. She'll be laughing throughout the whole yeah, thing. that's true. That's true. Yeah. I'm over I'm over it. Listen, you know what? what listen. You 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 go with your gut now, guy. You know what I mean. This is uh, this is the beauty of having a kid now. Even if your wife doesn't want to do something, you could be like, "Hey, uh, it's half my investment too." <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that meant. <laughs> Lou, are you with us, Lou? I knew it. I knew it was going to come at me. <laughs> oh, what things aren't going well, Pete? Are you throwing it on my shoulders? <laughs> no, I'm waiting for baby music, man. <laughs> oh man, no, Lou's taking a nap. It's, it's the baby alone. talk. We're supposed to have rattles and crying baby in there. I, I could do that in post production, but I'm trying to look for other things. <laughs> I'm picking my spots. Right. Don't you remember last week? I'm picking my spots. Yeah, leave him alone. He went through a traumatic experience at Gotham. He got bombarded by a lot of uh, of our listeners. So he's trying to re. That's true. I, I didn't handle it well at all. Yeah, you did. You did fine. Lou's uh, out on the prowl, by the way, again, swinging single. And, um, you know, Lou goes with it, shaves his head. And he's got a nice head, man. It's nicely rounded and stuff. And he came out with his Mets hat on. And I'm just thinking, well, what's your take, bro, about wearing a hat on a Saturday night if you're over 35? If you're over 30. Over 30. I'm not a hat guy. I don't think a hat should be worn past... It's a daytime thing. I think at night you got to take the hat off. Yeah. How about if you're bald? Yeah. <sighs> off. Is it just is, is is it a baseball? Is it a cap? Yeah, it looks childish. It's a cap. Yeah. Yeah. It looks it. it looks like uh, he got it when he was ten. Like it's yeah, curved, no. really curved yeah. on the edges. Well, if you're looking to pick up a, a mature woman with a with a baseball cap on, yeah. you're really limiting your possibilities. That's yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Bridget but 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 Lou, you wear bald, nice, and like like Pete's saying, you know, your head is definitely shaped for no hair. Um, there's a lot of guys out there, including myself. Uh, God forbid if I went completely bald, that. You would just see a head walking down the street. I got a large head, and and yeah. it wouldn't be good. And Pete's yeah. either. I, I would have no. to think if Pete, if no. you if you went bald, you'd look like uh, oh, the Conan. If you wanted to see my no? bald head, you'd have to see it flying off the Brooklyn Bridge with the rest of my body. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I can't. Hey, I always say God only has men go bald that He knows can emotionally handle it. He only picks the strong ones. I am telling you. 
What a compliment. Thank you. Oh, yeah, man. It is. Ah, oh, shit. I got to edit the shit out of this. <laughs> Damn it. What the? I just keep giving myself more work every time I open my goddamn mouth, man. Why? It's a, what? I thought the I thought oh, the editing I said was bridge very... and tunnel before. Did you hear that? Whisper Lou, you heard that one, right? Yeah, that was an edit. Yeah, and now it's a two time <laughs> edit. <laughs> oh, I got a, I got man. a question. Being a uh, soon to be uh, father of a of yeah. a daughter, and again, you know, uh, it, it's uh, this is um, I ran into somebody I know, a father. Who I met his daughter, and she is a, he's a friend of mine, and she was 12, and this is recently. And she's adorable, pretty little blonde girl. And I said, uh, right in front of the dad, I said, oh, it's a pleasure to meet you. Aren't you so beautiful? You are just such a beautiful little girl. And she was very shy, and she didn't say anything to me. But she was shy, and she smiled, right? And then, uh, you know, about 15, 20 minutes later, I'm talking to... Uh, this gentleman again and his adorable little daughter comes over again and i go i just have to say one more time you are about the prettiest little 12 year old girl i've ever seen you know and uh she grabbed her dad a little and uh, i smiled and i walked away but like is that do you think i took it a little too far i think so i was was getting creeped out on the boy you really that's what i hear i didn't I mean, to go Fuck back man. in again, to, 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 I, hey, I got to tell you again, you're the prettiest of the, just, there's no one of those, you're scarred now, the poor, the poor <laughs> for life. I, I, come on, man, please tell me you're over-exaggerating. I, I, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I mean, come on, guy, hey, you're really pretty, you know, like, what the fuck? What? I'm just twice? Uh, well, she seemed shy, and I didn't know what else yeah. to say, so I thought that'd be a nice, and she was a very pretty girl, a little pretty girl, so. Okay, yeah. once. I mean, especially yeah. with a shy girl. Now, for sure, she ain't going to talk to nobody until she's 19. Oh, boy. <laughs> I had a feeling. I, You know, afterwards, I was like, oh, you know, maybe I shouldn't have said that twice, you know. But, I, you know, being a dad, you're just like, you know, you're a pretty girl. You're such a pretty girl. I don't know, man. <laughs> I remember one time I had a seventh grade teacher. I had big teeth, froey hair, pimples. and Maybe not pimples yet, but. And she said to me, uh, I'm telling you, someday... I, I, I look at you now, but trust me, you are going to grow in to be a good-looking young man, a very good-looking young man. And I don't know if she was being nice or not, but, that, man, for years I look in the mirror and just think of her and be like, I hope she's right, I hope she's right, I hope she's right, you know? So I was just trying to pay it forward, but I think I went a little yeah. too far, man. Yeah, but it, it, it's not the same thing, man. It's it's a man to a 12-year-old kid, and this was, uh, what, your teacher to a, to a, a guy, Right, I mean, yeah. Come on, yeah. Yeah, you're living yeah I just learn. think you got to edit yourself a little bit more, man. I mean, it's just uh, your mouth is getting a little too loose as you grow older. Oh man, you think so? Well, I mean, Jesus. I mean, this and then the plane and you know, the commotion at the airport, you the uproar and the. Uh, the, the story about you going in the bathroom, psyching yourself out, telling the guy to get up out of the seat. I mean, it's oh, it's yeah. like this is this is almost like grandfather behavior. Oh man, I don't really. <laughs> we used to fight these fights together, guy. <laughs> this is like you're getting off your horse and giving me the. Uh, I ain't riding uh, anymore, Johnny. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? You told the lady to shut up, an old lady to shut I up know, on a plane. I know. I saw man. that photo the other day, too. I was scrolling through my computer. I got that photo of that woman. And automatically, I got a, got a rash on my neck looking at the photo, that lady. 
I rarely lose my cool, but that time it was not a good sight, man. That, that woman pissed me off. Really lose your cool, bro? You threw a Santa hat over the hedges a month and a half ago. Yeah, that's uh, that was in the privacy of my own home. <laughs> in front of your pregnant wife, loaded on eggnog, you made for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I rarely oh, lose yeah. my cool. I, oh. Yeah, well, maybe I'm lying, but. I don't know, man. It just seems that you you got to relax a little bit with the uh, with the compliments of twelve year old kids. Yeah, well, yeah, I learned my lesson with that right there. That's scratched out. <laughs> I, by the way, I got that ticket. I didn't get towed after the first show, but I got a hundred thirty five dollar ticket. Well, that's that you saw. Come on, that that was in the cards. Back, backing up into the uh, into the parking spot was not going to get you a ticket, please. Yeah, and you know, a friend told me afterwards, he's like, bro, I think you get a ticket just for backing in. They, you're supposed to drive straight in or else they can't see a bumper. So if you back in, they give you a ticket for that in and of itself. So I didn't tell Jackie, I got to go home and give it a bill. And- How does it work with the payment in the house? Is Jackie writing the checks or do you do that? How does that work? Oh, no, she does all that. I just send them I just send them home. Even, even like she'll give me a deposit slip when I get paid on the road. And she's like, and she makes me take a photo of the checks. Take a photo of all the checks you're depositing and make sure you write them down. They line up. Send me the photo. And uh, like if I have a check, she has a blank check that she wants me to pay for something. She's like, wait, wait, wait. Just when is it due? And I go, not for another week. Okay, let me send you the other check in the sequence because that's check 327 and I have check 326 here. I go, why don't I just use 327? Because then it's out of sequence, Pete. Just wait. I'm going to send you 326. Just wait. She's like massively uh, organized. It's like an accountant. Yeah, dude. Is she is she ba- does she balance the checkbook too? Or does she like write down the check and it's subtracted from the balance and then do all that? Yeah. She she keeps wow. track of everything. She keeps when I get paid from a club, she's like, What club is this again? Or what theater? Or what venue? What was for travel? What was for this? You know, and she writes Whoa, it all down. Bro, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, crazy. So when the when the when the bank statement comes in the mail once a month, she's double checking the checkbook with the bank statement. Um. Yeah. Well, no. With the credit card, she'll she'll call me up and ask me about charges to make sure they match. She's not ever yeah. mad. She's never like, I can buy anything, and she doesn't give me a hard time. She just wants to make sure we're not getting ripped off. Okay, we know, um, guy. We know you're a man. You don't gotta. You don't have to. Uh, <laughs> Well, no, I want to let her. You don't have to. Oh, well, well, you know, I could buy what I want. Well, I mean, well, I feel like I have to say that. Oh, listen, I was very supportive last week when you said you bought your own nest guy. Remember that? Very hey, supportive. Ben, listen, do you think I needed support for my own nest? I got ripped to shreds on Twitter about buying my own nest. It's embarrassing. You know what I started doing now? I take the nest out of the bed. I bring it downstairs. I set it up on the couch. I'm like, I might have to get a nest for for the downstairs. <laughs> Double nest. Car- yeah, you can't be carrying <laughs> your nest up and down, man. It's too much. You you don't take care of your checking, right? Yeah, I I'm the finance guy in the in the in the house. I do all the. Uh, I'm the outflow, inflow, everything is, you know, I'm like Jackie. I'm like, babe, what's this charge here? What'd you do? And she's going, oh, yeah, that's that. Okay, okay. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm in charge of all finances. Yeah, but with all the shows you're doing now, you got to be getting to the point where, like, I could, you know, 
they could be. I could skim, and you wouldn't know if I had access. Start doing a little <laughs> skim action, right? Yeah, what do you think? We're running a casino over here? No, I mean this is just public knowledge. I know poor Dane Cook had that happen with uh, family members taking yeah, his money, and yeah. Billy Joel's brother-in-law did to him back in the day. But uh, yeah, 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 man, the, that, that ain't ha- that ain't happening uh, over here. It cannot happen. Would not happen. You fucking Momo. What's the matter with you? Listen, if you didn't know you'd be in scam, you're too fucking dumb to keep this job. If you did know you were in on it, either way, you're out. Get out. Go on. Let's go. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, I've always been that guy. Since I was a little kid, I, I've always been into math and making sure everything kind of evens out and trying to trying to put a budget in place of, hey, listen, this is our living expenses. But, uh, you know, it's just it's hard to do. I'm not a guy that buys a lot of stuff. I mean, I'm not a, a big buyer. I mean, I like clothes, and but I, I don't have, a, like, a lot of... You know, you got these guys got watch collections and a lot of cars. I'm I'm not into that. I'm into uh, yeah. putting the money away just in case this thing dies tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't buy anything either, right? Just, you know, coffee, water, beer, uh, underwear. <laughs> yeah, what is this underwear stuff, whatever? I mean, it was a common, it just happened. That's uh, strange. You know, um. I got just a couple of little things here. Nothing big, but just stuff I wrote down that I wanted to ask you about. Um, so one of our close friends, Lou and I, a long story, so I won't get into it, but a guy we know, uh, been with a girl for well over a year. Lou, that's cool to say, right? No one knows what I'm talking about, right? Yep, totally. Yeah. And listen, I don't want to turn this into a Dear Abby show, but he's in love. She's in love, but neither of them have said it to each other yet. And do you mm. think a grown man, this is a man well into his 30s, an established, successful, good-looking young fella, uh, sh- the man should turn around and just would like, just tell you, tell your girl, get it out of the way. What do you, why you got to wait for her to say it first? Not that he's particularly waiting for her to say it first, but did you say it first to Lana? <sighs> do you recall? You know what? I think, well, it was in Chicago. And she wrote it in the snow. Oh, Lou, we don't even get any snow music for that. <laughs> wow. Well, that, yeah, I like yeah. that. I'm giving a clap for that. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so did you shoveling? Well, well, we, sh- we were shoveling the snow. And she wrote, I, like, I heart you in the snow as we were shoveling. She goes, you know what that reads? I look at it, and then uh, we, were, we, we were, you know, it was a nice moment. We had a nice moment. But to get a little personal here. Yeah. And I, I have to ask Lana about this, but I do remember while in a heat, heated moment of passion, I said it, right? And she didn't hear me. It, it came out. Moment of passion. That we're talking about what we're talking about. Sex. Oh, that, that that's so tacky. That was the first time you said it. It was one of those things that just came out during the heated, heated moment, and and I said, I, I, and she goes, "What?" I said, I, I, <laughs> it took three times. For it to sink in, I, I, I don't know what the fuck it was. I, it, she wasn't hearing me, man. So I said it three times during the heat of the... She's like, what? I love you. 
He said, excuse me. I said, I love you. And, uh, and at the, <laughs> that was, I think that was the first time I told her. Is that bad? That was in the heat of the moment. He did a moment, man. It wasn't planned. It was one of those things where I was feeling it, and it, and it came out. And apparently, I, I didn't say it loud enough, or the you bed doing was squeaking it. Were you too doing much. it? Is that what you're saying? I, I was involved. Yeah. So what are you like? All like, oh, you're on top of it like a big band, and you're going, I love you, I love you. <laughs> I mean, so that's what I said. That was the first. Time. I was on. The, I was on the bottom. She was on top, and I. Uh, I love you. But I'm, uh, what? I love you. <laughs> she was expecting for you to, to spell it in the snow or something with the stick. You're supposed to go, I love you too or something. Uh, oh, I don't know. I, I think this might, I don't know. I, again, the timing was off. I don't know whether or not this was before or after the snow thing. Come right. to think of it, it could have been after. Maybe I said it first. I was walking around with Lana's photo on my phone like an idiot as the wallpaper. I told you that. First three, four weeks, I had Lana's picture as the wallpaper on my iPhone. My sister saw that. She goes, what are you doing with that? I go, what? I just put a picture of her. She goes, get it off the phone. She's going to leave you if she sees that. You're only four weeks in. You're putting wallpaper up on her, honey? It's embarrassing. Oh, man. When you fall, you fall. Oh, I fell. I fell. Listen, I didn't fall. Listen. I, I was, Lana and I were talking about this the other day. I said, listen, you know how close I was to breaking up with you because you weren't speaking at all on these dates? I mean, three, four dates I went on and Lana wasn't saying nothing. And I, I told the guy that set us up, uh, our buddy, uh, John, I go, John, he ain't talking for nothing. I think I might leave. She said, ah, oh, just stick it out. She'll, you know, she'll start, she'll come around. Next date she did come around, but, and she goes, you know, uh, did you you know how fast I was uh, about to get rid of you? I go, what are you talking about? Get rid of me? She goes, hey, I didn't even think you you were into me. I was like, kind of dating other guys while we were. I go, what dating other guys? <laughs> she she had like she had a side piece while she was trying to <laughs> trying to figure out what we were doing. I go, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I so, mean, and she's a talker, though. That surprises me. Yeah, now, yeah. but when we first started dating, she was so self-conscious because she's like, I knew you were a comedian. I thought you were always judging. I go, I am always judging, but you got to get over that. Of course, our mind is always working, but I mean, I said, yeah, but three, four dates, I'm getting nothing. It took us a while to even uh, make out. It took me about like a month to make a move because I didn't know what the hell was going on. Oh wow, that's a long time for a long time relationship. Yeah, man, it's, it took man, a while. It's like man. Civil War <laughs> times. Might as well be the writing love letters. Yeah, after it gets too long, then it starts to become the elephant in the room. You yeah, know? yeah. No, one night I just went in, went in at it. I go, she, she's into me, and then we, uh, boom. and then boom, it was, it was over and done with. Next thing Time. you know, I'm getting, I'm getting, I love yous in the snow. Oh, yeah, of course. Lou had a rough one. Lou had one of the best lines ever said back to him by a woman years ago when he said, I love you. What'd she say, Lou? It was one of my favorites. I said, I love you, and she said, I'm happy about that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, man. Where do you go from there, man? <laughs> I guess you just go get something to eat, really, right? <laughs> Her husband's a big fan of our show. Hey, Mike. <laughs> 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 Whoa, well, there's oh, a guy who got more God. than a just I'm happy about that back when he said it, huh? 
Hey, man. So love Why, is did a you say, tricky Did you thing. say I love you first? To, uh, I to, did. I did. But I said to my friend, I said, I said it first, but I knew I was getting it right back. And if I didn't, I would have turned and walked. You know? Wow. So well, do you like, remember where you did it? I think I was in my apartment. I remember the first time I kissed you. I brought that up to you before. That was the most mm-hmm. awkward thing in the world. Where was, was it? Fun. At the diner? No, that was at you know I I met her. She was the maid of honor, and I was the best man at, oh, wedding. at the wedding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then in the, the next day after she ditched her boyfriend, we were went for a walk in the woods by a friend who had an old horse that no one rode. It was just an old horse, and we went to see it and went right by it. And summertime, we were young. She had like a half T-shirt sort of. I don't know. I I could see a belly, and I'm like. I can't even say it, bro. I can't even say it again. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I just looked at her. and I was like, "I want to kiss your belly." Such a- <laughs> oh my god! By a old horse. Your- <laughs> yeah, and I got down, oh. I kissed her belly, and wait, then I wait, wait, up wait! And- you kissed the belly first. <laughs> yeah, I like kiss of a belly. Oh and my flat god! Belly. Then I, she came, I came up and we made out. And- Oh God! Ever oh. since once in blue moon, she brings out we laugh. She's like, "Oh, fucking kiss your belly, guy!" What the fuck? Oh my God! Yeah. What did she think at that point? I mean, she's got to be thinking, oh. "What the fuck?" Oh, is bro, this I can't guy? even say. It. My whole body's tingling. I'm so embarrassed right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, she was went with the moment, but it was awkward and weird. Yeah. Especially coming up, you're coming She's like, up. My face is right here. You want to kiss my belly for the first time? Fuck, not even, it's not like we're on a bed or a couch or by a horse. Oh, a horse in the woods. You're on your hands and knees kissing a belly button. Yeah. Wow. Man. The Pete and Sebastian Show. So, dude, I went to the Valvoline guy the other day, and uh, my wipe is a shot. And here's the deal. When it snows, and you remember from your days in Chicago, what they do yeah. here a lot, people take their wiper blades, and they stick them straight up so that when it snows, the, they can just get the snow off the windshield. You ever see that move? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We never <sighs> they do that. it up and down where my apartment is. I, I, it just really irritates me. I just find it to be really modern and irritating. And uh, and I won't do it. And then when I go and it snows, I take my well, my uh, ice scraper and I bang it on the blades to get the ice off. And I scrape the blades. And the guy's like, "Guy, hey, look at your blades. They're down to wire. You got to stick them straight up so that when it snows, they don't get it." I'm like, "Oh man, that's such a cheese ball move." He's like, "That's why people are doing it." His name is Johnny at the Valvoline. I like Johnny. So little tip, you got to do it, folks. I know it's cheesy, but stick the wiper straight up when it snows. Growing up in Chicago, the amount of snow that used to fall on your car was pretty heavy. So the first thing I did was get in the car, and I put the heat on, uh, and, and it would hit against the, the front windshield, you know, like the, uh, the defrost. Yeah. So then I would go around the entire car, wipe the snow off, and, you know, by, by the time I got to the front of the car, the ice would be melting, and then I'd be able to kind of chip, chip the ice off, and, and, the, and the windshield wipers weren't, weren't really damaged. I don't like this move with the stuff up in the air because that means you gotta you gotta tell me you're gonna shut your car off and before you go inside to go to bed or after a long hard day, you're gonna now take the windshield wipers and move them up. Yeah, I mean, God, that's like 
Yeah. Yeah, I know, man. I'm not into that move. I'd Before it even snow, it's not even snowing. Preparing for the storm. Yeah. Ooh, you are you getting ready? Are you getting ready for the big storm? <laughs> I mean, come on, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Know. I'm telling you. Stuff like that you make fun of, and then you're walking around with windshield wipers that are, are chewed to the bone. It's the same person that puts a generator in their house. Just in case the uh, the the house the electricity goes off, they got like a backup system. You got yeah. one of these? No, right? Yeah. I'm like, you know what? What happened to a candle? Exactly. You know, just, I... just 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 plowing through it with a candle or a flashlight. Just to be fun. Get the flashlight. Where is it? It's with the, 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 all the, the Chinese menus yeah. and the fucking soy sauce and the driller. <laughs> You know? Yeah, the batteries were so like the copper came out of the batteries had been in there for so long. So now you had to switch out the batteries and you didn't have yeah. He just muscled through it. Now the lights go off, boom, the whole generator and and no one misses a beat. But I gotta admit, man, when when you need power and you're walking around with a candle, it's it's pretty it's not fun, man. Who are we kidding? No, I don't know, man. I think you had the bit right there. It's a good stand-up bit. When we lost our electricity, you, you you plowed through, man. You made the best. Get out the board game. Everyone acts like, you ever do that with kids? You lose your electricity. We're all having fun. We're like, oh, this is fun. Then the electricity pops on. You're like, shut the fucking armor shit down. Put the TV back on. What was <laughs> yeah. that? Oh, God. So, I was only a half hour left. <laughs> As soon as the lights come out, it destroys the activity that you're in. Oh, absolutely, man. Thank God for technology. Oh, bro, people would come home, light a candle, and read. What the? Oh, I mean, no wonder why they were living to 40. Why bother living to 41? I know. So, what else? What else? <laughs> Hello, I'm DJ Lou, and this is a show within a show. Last week, Pete said it was okay to blow your nose on stage if you feel like it. But one time, something worse than that happened at my brother's bar in New Jersey. A cover band was playing, and the female singer took her cordless mic into the bathroom in the middle of a song and took a pee break. never stopped singing and when she came out the crowd erupted into huge applause it's pretty amazing so lots of crazy shit can happen on stage when you're in the moment i now throw to our sirius xm historical announcer to tell you more why thank you dj lou now do you remember in 1974 when the great Jackie Wilson had a heart attack on stage during a song, the crowd thought it was one of those funky dance moves. He was eventually carried off and sadly never recovered. I'm sure you'll also remember in 1985 when Pat Benatar took a dump at the Philadelphia Spectrum. Cut. You're making that up. 
But you said crazy shit on stage! That's enough. Oh, fuck this! Fuck the lot of you! You'll get him next time, champ. I'd just like to take a moment to thank everyone who came out to Gotham to see Pete's stand-up show. It was a very small room, but it was all Pete and Sebastian show fans. I thought it was just going to be stand-up fans of Pete. It caught me off guard. So I kind of bugged out and I, and I redirected everybody towards Jimmy from Boston. Hey, guess who's here? All the way from Boston. Go get a picture with him. He loves it. Hey! It's Jimmy from Boston. So next time I'll do better. Thank you. Thank you for the kind words to me personally. And Sam, Franny, Greg, and Janet, they came all the way in from Pittsburgh to see the show, and they were fucking awesome. And they are Pearl Jam fans. I'm DJ Lou, and this has been a show within a show. Now back to the Pete and Sebastian show. I told you I found my painters for my house now. Did I tell you? No. You know, you know how I had the Amish guys do the roof for a song yeah. and dance? Yeah. So a couple painters come. They want as high as 13, 14 grand to do the, to do the whole scrape. My, 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 one guy, oh, one guy takes a chip of my paint and uh, goes and runs a test on it. And says uh, the, the, it has a little slight bit of lead from the earliest, earliest paint job from the 1800s. And, uh, you know, I would have to get special bags and take the paint away separately. I can't just put it in a dumpster. You're like, guy, just put it in the fucking just dumpster. Just put it in the dumpster and call it a day. It. Right. What are we doing? Trying to save I'll tell you uh, what we're doing. I'll tell you what we're doing. Went to, uh, apparently the Amish don't paint. They only do roofs. But you know who paints? Ooh. The Indians. Oh, oh, oh. oh, Lou, that's on you, bro. That is on you, dude. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's a reservation not too far from me. And uh, Native Pride, I made my deposit out the other day to Native Pride Painting, baby. Got a nice Whoa. deal. They're going to tighten me up to a beautiful job. So uh, good to Ooh, give Lou. back. Man, you got Amish on the roof. You got Indians on the side of the house. I mean, I know, it's like bro. the United Nations over there. I'm like an original settler making deals with the locals. <laughs> 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 yeah, oh, so man. anyway, well, I wanted to see a photo of the house. I was like, you got to wait till after the Indians do my paint job. Then we'll be all yeah. done. Bro, you got to come out. You and Lana with the baby. We'll go to Niagara Falls. Well, I'm going to be in Buffalo. It's not far from you, right? An hour? No, no, of course not. Well, you know, but uh, well, at the very least, if I'm in town, I'll come out to you and do dinner. But you guys got to come to the house together at some point with the baby. Well, Down yeah, we'll do that. But, I mean, I'm going to be in Buffalo. When is this? March 25th. I'll be there. It's a Saturday. And uh, maybe we stop by the house. Let me check the sketch. What? Lana's not with you. No, no, just just me. I'll come by. No? Uh, oh, when I'm here, I'm still here. I'm always here. I forgot. Oh, uh, you're not going to be there? No, we, we finish up. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. we've taped that Saturday, and then we have one more week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that screws that up. By the way, I just want to tell you, I'm, during that weekend, the March 24th, I'll be out in Schenectady, and then uh, March 23rd, Burlington, Vermont, at the Flynn Center for Performing Arts. Uh, never been to Vermont before, so... Oh, it's a beautiful yeah. state. Uh, yeah, okay, man. So April 7th, I'll be at the Brokerage on Long Island. April 8th, I'll be at McGuire's. And then I'll be at Hartford Funny Bone in Connecticut, 20th and 20th through 23rd. This is one I really want to point out. Philadelphia Punchline, May 4th through 6th. Tickets went on sale today. Philadelphia Punchline, baby. There you have it. Pete's coming out of hibernation. This is a man who's been locked up in a writer's room for six months and now finally getting to spread his wings what he does best out on the uh, stand-up comedy club circuit. So you got to go check out Pete. He's got got some some great new material. and uh yeah man it's good to have you back <laughs> yeah wow that was very nice of you to say bro i want to yeah, do some yeah. shows with you guy i want to do some shows with you get on that yeah. bus and hang yeah. we got some we got some exciting things coming uh coming our way and you'll definitely be a part of it so uh you know people are always asking why don't we do shows together and that uh that will happen this year i guarantee it pete and i will be sharing the stage somewhere in the country don't know where yet but uh Definitely something that we're going to be looking into. Nice. Got my uh, my my mother coming uh, for a night of dinner and uh, doing a little cooking of uh, some. I'm in the crab legs now. By the way, uh, really, nice what is two crab well? legs? Two crab legs, little butter and some garlic. Dip it. Then I do a little steak and some flash fried spinach with a glass of cab. And that's what I'm doing for my mother tonight. So, oh wow, that feet. sounds really that sounds man. fantastic, man! Shit, <laughs> it is, it is. I'm uh, we're nesting. We don't leave the house, so that's what I'm gonna do. We it should was a have, pleasure. We should have your mom on the show. That should be our guest, dude. Would she do it? Down well, the line? We gotta what do you it, uh, well, listen. When I get my office up and running, right now I'm doing the show from my office, but my office is basically a storage room. So uh, when I get my my office up and running, and Lou, I don't know if this is possible to get another. Would we give my mom like a microphone or something that we plug into this apparatus? Yep, we can do that. Okay, oh, cool. Beautiful. And once I get this up and running, yeah, we'll, we'll have my mom. We'll give my mom a couple glasses of wine and uh, and get her on the show. All right, all right. Well, have a great evening, bro. It's been a great hang. Good hanging with you too, DJ Lou. Good show, fellas. Take care. The show has ended. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I just looked at her and I was like, I want to kiss your belly. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs>